Hello, you're listening to another podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. Today, we will explore the subject of investing in alternative assets. I'm Charles de Capoisson, your host on this show today. Since the beginning of the year, global stocks have lost 13% in US dollars and global bonds have lost 11.3%. So a US dollar investor who had put 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds would have seen 12% of their portfolio value disappear in the space of four months. For a euro-based investor, on the other hand, the situation is slightly better given the weakness of the euro against the US dollar, but he or she would have still lost over 5% in portfolio value over the year to date. In contrast, alternative assets have performed far better. Commodities have been the star at plus 30% so far this year. Global infrastructure has risen 4% and global macro hedge funds have gained 3%. Is this a good reason to diversify away from stocks, bonds and property to invest also in these alternative assets? Edmund Shing, Global CIO of BNP Paribas Wealth Management, joins me today to give his views on the topic. Hello, Edmund. Hello, Charlotte. Could you please give us the backdrop to such poor performance of both stock and bond markets this year? Just to put the performance that you've mentioned in context, this is actually the worst first four months of the year for a combination of stocks and bonds together. In the last probably 80 years, it's been that bad. Uh, you really need to go back to something like 1939 to find a period where stocks and bonds have together at the same time done as poorly as they have done over the first four months of this year. So the backdrop is we have weakening global economic growth. And this is due to a combination of very high inflation rates. And of course, the war in Ukraine putting pressure on growth in Europe in particular because of the high energy costs. We also have because of the high inflation, particularly engendered by wage growth in the US, we have central banks such as the Federal Reserve raising interest rates from pretty much zero to higher levels. And it's the combination of these three factors then together. Lower growth, higher inflation, and rising interest rates that have hurt both stocks and bonds so far this year. Why do you advise diversification of investments in a portfolio away from stocks, bonds and property into other asset classes as well? Traditionally, Charlotte, stocks and bonds have been already just those two asset classes quite well diversified because typically in the past, stocks have done well and gone up, let's say, 70% of the time over the long term. And for the 30% of the time when they didn't perform well, and they actually went down, such as in a correction or even a bear market, as we saw, let's say, between 2007 and 2009, at these times when stocks go down, normally bonds go up and they, to some extent, compensate for the loss in stock values. Now, that usually works. And of course, we have to remember that we have been in the throes of a 40-year bond bull market since 1980, where bonds actually performed overall incredibly well. So even when stocks did badly, bonds sort of picked up a bit of the slack. This is no longer the case necessarily today because of the high inflation rates, which are bad news for bond markets in particular. Bonds do not like inflation because the value of bonds, typical bonds, over time is eroded by uh, high inflation rates. And so that's the problem we have today. We have the lower growth, 
we have the higher inflation hurting both stocks and bonds together. Property is also hurt by the fact that interest rates are going up. So all three major asset classes are sort of getting hurt at the same time, which may be unusual historically, but is more likely to be the case going forwards, we think, because inflation probably won't go back to where it was before. Interest rates won't go back to zero anytime soon, I think. And so we have to think beyond these three asset classes. And that's why we like to mix up the portfolio of our investors and add in other asset classes such as infrastructure, such as commodities, and such as alternative usage or hedge funds. What are the attractions of investing in commodities, infrastructure, and alternative usage or hedge funds today? Well, commodities, as an example, tend to perform well when inflation is high. And I think on top of that, we have seen a long period of underperformance by commodities from 2008 until 2021. So 13 years where they've been very, very poor investments. Today, we are at a point where commodity prices have surged, where the supply of commodities is being restricted, particularly by the lack of availability of supplies from Russia and Ukraine. And companies which produce commodities, such as mining companies, have underinvested because of the low commodity prices in commodity production like new mines really for the last few years. So you have a combination of all of these factors, which I believe continue to support high commodity prices going forwards. In terms of infrastructure, well, of course, we know that there has been a lack of investment in infrastructure. If we think about now the race to renewable energy, this is one facet of infrastructure, which is seeing a huge boost in investment. So infrastructure will, I think, continue to be an attractive alternative asset class because of the need for, let's say, renewable energy in this case. We also need to renew transport infrastructure, motorways, railways, airports, and so on. So that is another valuable source of long-term investment revenues. And of course, finally, the attractions of alternative usage or hedge funds is that they can take a view, and depending on this view, let's say an economic or a geopolitical view, they can actually go long, as in they can buy and like certain assets, or they can sell or short or dislike other assets to express this view. So they're not just they're not just tied to the vagaries of the market and can only make money when markets go up. They can also make money when markets trade sideways or even go down. And that makes them quite different to your sort of typical stock or bond fund, which only typically benefits when the stock or bond markets go up. Edmund, could I also diversify within my stock and bond holdings to include exposure indirectly to these asset classes, for example, commodities and infrastructure? Absolutely, Charlotte. So if we think about the stock market or the equity allocation in your por- in one's portfolio, you can bias the weighting or what, you, what stocks you invest in within your portfolio towards those stocks that are directly exposed to producing commodities or directly exposed to infrastructure, because there are companies that very much are based on either building the infrastructure or operating the infrastructure, like like companies that operate trains, airports, logistics and transport infrastructure, or companies, of course, that are based on operating renewable energy infrastructure, such as solar farms. That exists. Equally with commodity producers, you're talking about mining companies, oil and gas companies, and companies connected with those, such as oil and gas infrastructure companies who, for instance, manage and build oil and gas pipelines. So there are a number of ways you can invest in stocks whose, I think, fortunes are very much linked to these alternative asset classes like infrastructure and commodities, 
even when you're investing in, in the stock portion of your portfolio. What are your preferred alternative investments today? I would focus on three today. So the three we've mentioned. I would start with the alternative uses or hedge funds, particularly the strategies such as global macro and trend following. These are strategies that are performing particularly well at the moment. And as you mentioned earlier, have gained this year, even as stock and bond markets have gone down. So given that we expect these very big mega trends in the geopolitical and in the economic sense to persist, we think there'll be plenty of opportunities for global macro and trend following funds to, to continue to profit. Secondly, on the infrastructure side, we still think that this need for more infrastructure is going to generate good returns from the infrastructure space. So we very much like infrastructure funds, secondly, as a, a diversifying asset. And thirdly, as I said, commodities, particularly though precious metals exposure, for instance, to gold, which has proven in the past a very good diversifying asset in, a, in an investment portfolio, particularly at times when inflation rates remain higher than normal. So those are the three I would focus on as additional diversifying asset classes to consider today. Ed Mishing, thank you very much. And to our audience, if you have enjoyed this show, please like, share and subscribe to our weekly podcast by searching for BNP Paribas Wealth on any podcast provider such as Podcast Addict, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Goodbye.